Um, but what we're going to do, uh, I don't have a series necessarily, so none of these three weeks will probably connect within each other. But I want to spend some time today, maybe in a passage you're familiar with, but you might not necessarily maybe expect me to go to, because I don't know if I've ever, since I've been here so far, done a psalm. But I want to take you to Psalm 23. I think it's a well-known psalm, and I think it's a psalm that is going to be extremely beneficial for you as you begin to understand who Jesus is. Because I think sometimes when it comes to this relationship, what can happen is that we see what we're supposed to do or the way we're supposed to act, or we see parts of who Jesus is. And I think this gives you a phenomenal picture of who this guy really is who this good shepherd is. I think in your life you're going to want a good shepherd who's going to lead you through life. I mean, believe it or not, I'm, I'm human. I still have flaws. At moments I make wrong decisions, and so to rely on me is still not enough. You need somebody who's better. You need somebody who's perfect, somebody that knows you inside and out, somebody that knows the hairs on your head, that loves you with an unconditional love, that, that is so engulfing that all you feel is his care for you. That's the person you need running your life. That's the person you need walking with you in life. And that's the picture we're going to see here in Psalm 23. I'm not going to go through all the verses. I just want to look at the first four verses in Psalm 23. And so if you want to turn there, you can turn there. Um, but it'll be up here on the screen in a second. But I don't know if you've ever had somebody that you've only seen like part of who they are, and then you just made an assumption that that's how they are. Okay, I don't know if you've had somebody you've met, maybe at school for the first time, you're like, I, I heard something about that person, and so now that's all I see them as, or that's, that's who their whole personality is, their whole character is. And i got to be honest, I've done that a lot. I, I, I hear who somebody is, I see who they are, and that's who I assume they are. Um, he doesn't know this, but one of the people I've done that with is Seth. Uh, when Seth came on, uh, I, I knew him just in bits and pieces and what I kind of knew, knew from him. And I think he would be prepared for me to say this. I thought he was a nerd. I thought he was a nerd. And he would admit that. He, he, he's shaking his head back there. That's what I thought he was. So when he had shown interest last year, actually it was at High Five last year, he's like, you know, I'm looking at ministry. I thought maybe, you know, we could get together. And I was like, well, maybe there's a possibility we could do an internship. And so we start talking. And I thought, I don't know if I threw that out too fast because I don't know this guy. He's kind of a, a nerdy looking kid and like he's got some cool parts to him, but, but I don't know if we're going to work well together. I mean, you guys look at me. I, I, I don't know if I would consider myself a nerd, but I just don't know. I didn't know if this was going to work out. And over this past year, I'm not going to tell you like 50 million stories, but over the past couple of this past year and the past couple of months, I've really gotten to know who Seth is, and it's changed my picture of him. I don't have this picture anymore uh, of, of who I thought Seth was. And so a little while back, I, I use this picture everywhere now. I'm not embarrassed by it. You might be embarrassed if you were up there, but I'm not embarrassed by it. So uh, a little while ago, I had... Uh, an illustration I was doing, I think, for young adults, and I had a hose. And me being too lazy, I didn't want to walk all the way back up to the barn and take it, so I asked my intern. He's my chauffeur. I said, can you, 
you know, drive me up there and I'll put this hose back. Well, he has these tiny little glasses. You can't tell maybe as much in there, but they are very small that he has in his car. And so I'm riding and I just pick them up and I put them on. And, and so I'm walking out after putting this hose away and he snaps this picture. And then a little while later, I get this picture. And, and it just solidified to me that this guy isn't the guy who I thought he was. There's a cool side to him. There's a fun side to him. I enjoy being around him. We were just talking earlier back there. Maybe I should have ran some of these stories past him. But we were just talking earlier back there just a few days ago. We were in my office, and there's a hand sanitizer in between two chairs that, I was, uh, that are in my office. And so Shannon walks over to try to, you know, get a hand get a pump of hand sanitizer and I think there was some that was clumped on the actual nozzle and so she pushes it down and it starts shooting up at Seth and he immediately gets out of there and like hits the deck and yells and like I, I swore I thought he got hurt and I'm like what is going on Shannon's in tears laughing Seth can barely breathe because I don't know if he's scared or whatnot and, and finally they come to their senses and it's like you know someone was squirting out and I had to get out of there and these are the kind of things that's just been incredible over the past year to, to work with him and get to know him. And it, no, this isn't about Seth, but, but I think it's just somebody recently in my mind that I only had like bits and pieces of who he really was. And so I drew a conclusion that this guy is not anywhere similar to who I am. That maybe his interests are different than mine. He enjoys different things than, than I do. And so we might be able to just, you know, put our heads down and work together. But I don't know if we'll really have a friendship. And now we're at the point that there's people that know us super well that uh, always ask us if me and Shannon are somewhere where our third part is. Because Seth is always with us and we call him um, our child as well. Because he's just always with us and it's been great. But I don't know if you've had that picture of somebody. And more importantly, I don't know if you have that picture of Jesus. You might get this idea in your head of maybe a verse you've heard or maybe there's somebody in your life. This is probably more the way things can happen. Somebody in your life claims to be a follower of Jesus, claims to be a Christian, but then they act in a way that's not Christ-like. And so now you have a picture in your head that this is how God is. I'll get this off the screen so you're not staring at it. And so the, I don't know if that's the picture you have. I don't know what you walk in here today picturing Jesus as. Do you picture him as this God up there that, that just rains down judgment and that he's always mad at us for choosing the wrong things and going into sin? Or maybe you, you have another picture of Jesus that's only this picture of him carrying sheep around and he's so loving and he, he never gets angry. I don't know what your picture is, but, but I think as we dive in here to Psalm 23, these first four verses, it's not going to give you everything, but I think it's going to give you a very good picture of who this guy is. So that if you walk in here and you're a little confused on who he is, I think this will hopefully provide some clarity to you. So I want to unpack these next few moments, this idea of experience the picture. Experience the picture. And so I want to read through all this, and then we're going to kind of go back through and just break down kind of each line as we go. But it says this, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. I want to park probably for a little bit of time on that very first line. The Lord is my shepherd. And I want to first ask you the question, is the Lord your shepherd in your life? You see, what you got to understand, and I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not a farmer. I don't raise sheep. And I don't know a whole lot about sheep. But what I do know about sheep is that sheep have a lot of different qualities and they're not the smartest animals. One of the things sheep tend to do is that they wander. And so, you know, they're supposed to be going down this path. If I'm supposed to be walking straight, this is the path I'm supposed to go. And then they get distracted and they start wandering this way. Or, or they start wandering this way because they see something to eat. So they want to eat over here. And, and they're, they're, they're supposed to be going this way. And so sheep wander. And I think often in our own lives, that's why we're compared to sheep. Not because we're dumb but because we can tend to have some of the same tendencies that sheep do. How often do we have this good shepherd who as a shepherd leads the sheep, he wants to lead you. He has every bit of him that has a love and a care for you, and he says, I know what the path is. I know what the way to go is, and if you would just follow me, it would be so much better. Life would be so much more enjoyable. Life would be so much more satisfying. And we so often are like sheep where we're supposed to be going this way, but we think this is better. And so we start wandering. It's a lot easier if we would just follow the good shepherd. Why do we think in our heads that we know what's better? We're not perfect. We fall short and we'd rather tell somebody who's perfect, who cares for us, who loves for us, that, that we would rather go a little bit of a different direction because we might think it's better. But the good shepherd says, follow me. Follow what I have for you in your life. Follow the ways I want to take you in life because it's so much better. And they have this little, this little rod that they can pull the sheep back in and, and, and keep them kind of going along the path. And so you might wander a little bit, but Jesus is going to keep following. He's going to pull you back. He's going to pull you back. But you got to be willing. I don't know if you've ever had like a dog or uh, some other animal where you're trying to pull them in another direction and then they're pulling a different direction. It becomes a little difficult. So even though you may wander, you got to be willing to come back to the good shepherd and say, I want to sit on your path. I want to go the way you want to go. Because if you just keep fighting it, it becomes a little more difficult. I think also another thing you got to understand with a good shepherd is that they're willing to lay their life down. If you want to go through the book of Psalms or some of David's story, King David used to be a shepherd before he became king. And he talks about moments in the middle of the night where there was animals that would try to come in and kill the sheep. The sheep are defenseless. 
sheep can't do anything. They need somebody per, to protect them. They need somebody to take care of the danger. And so as lions came in, as, as wolves came in, all these different things trying to come in and attack the sheep, there was a shepherd there that was there to protect them. That even if it took him dying, laying down his life to save his flock, he would do it. This is the picture of our Savior. That even if it takes him to lay down his life, which he did, he will do it because his flock is that important to him. This is who our good shepherd is. What you also see as you keep going along, I have all that I need. Who is that a statement we need? I mean, can you honestly say, if you're in this relationship with Jesus, that you have all that you need? Sure, things aren't just going to magically appear out of thin air. It's like, well, I just have food that's just going to magically appear anytime that I'm hungry. I'm going to have a drink anytime. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. But do you believe in your soul? Do you believe in your heart? Do you believe in your life that you have everything you need, that this God cares about you that much, that he's going to provide for you? You may not know the full picture. You may not totally always understand what's going on, but he will give you everything you need. That's who this guy is. He's going to give you all that you need. And that's hard sometimes because we need things. Maybe we need love. Maybe we need care. Maybe we just need somebody to be there for us. That's who he is. I can confidently say in my heart as I have this Lord as my shepherd that I have all that I need. Now, that's not something that's probably just going to happen right away. But as you grow more in love with him, as you begin to understand more of who he is, you're going to see that he's going to be able to provide for you, that he's going to be able to be there for you and give you all that you need. He lets me rest in green meadows. Now, okay, maybe you don't want to go out and rest in green meadows. Maybe you're not a grass person. I'd rather sleep in my bed. I don't want to sleep outside. I like going outside. I like being outside. I don't want to sleep outside. That's what a bed's for. So, okay, you don't have to sleep in green meadows, but do you get rest? Do you rest in this relationship? Know that he provides these spaces, places, areas where you can rest even when it seems like there's so much going on around you that the world may be closing in on you, I have a Savior and I have a Lord in my life that is able to give me rest in the midst of the chaos. A supernatural rest that as you try to explain to everybody, they go, you should be stressed. You should be go, 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 go. Yet you say, no, I feel rested. I'm able to let my guard down, let my heart rest in the craziness of this world. I mean, we're all tired probably. Maybe some of you younger ones know you had enough sleep last night, but the older you get, it feels like I'm only 27, but it seems like as I keep getting older, I'm always tired. And yet I have a Savior who gives me rest. He leads me to those peaceful places 
and, and able to, to let me rest. He leads me besides peace. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. Again, giving this this area where your your soul may thirst, your heart may thirst, your life may thirst for him. He leads you to those places so that you can renew your strength, that you can not be so thirsty. Guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name as we talked about through the beginning. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. And that's kind of a scary line to think about. Nobody wants to walk through the dark valleys. Nobody wants to go through the hard times in life. Nobody wants to go through the trials in life. It's hard. It's difficult. It's painful. It's emotional. All of these things, it's hard. But one thing you can know is you are close beside me. There's no need to be afraid. There's no need to be scared as you walk through this valley because you have a Savior who is right beside you that is willing to be there for you, that is going to comfort you, that is going to walk through these difficult times with you. It's just like in anything in life when you have somebody you deeply care about that's going through it with you, whether that's your parents, whether that's a best friend, whether that's a mentor, whatever it is, when you have that person, it makes the difficult times so much easier because you have somebody who's walking with you it's going to help carry you when you're too tired that when you're too just stressed out and want to quit you're just like I need somebody to help just carry me along bring their arm around me and push me along that's who this savior is no need to be to be afraid and the final line your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. He's going to protect you. He's going to comfort you. Again, you may not look at this and say, well, that doesn't give me everything about Jesus. But I think as you see in these lines, it gives you a pretty good glimpse of who this guy really is. A God that cares about you. He wants to lead you through life, walking down the good path. Sheep know the shepherd's voice. And so you're able to, as he leads you and as you may wander and as he guides you and protects you from from all the evil and, and different things trying to come for your heart and your life, he says, I am the good shepherd. I will protect you. I will lay my life down and I will guide you on this path. I'll also be all that you need. You don't need to look other places. You can find me and you can be satisfied in just me. He lets us rest. He renews our strength. He gives us places where we can quench our thirst. He walks along those right paths. And even when we go through the hard times in life, the difficult times in life, he is there beside us. He protects and comforts us. So as I close, um, actually I have back there, Seth can bring it up. I forgot to bring it up when I was, was coming. But I don't know if you guys have ever, I would assume, done a puzzle in your life. Okay, I don't have a crazy puzzle. Um, I, I like doing puzzles. I like doing puzzles so much that for a little bit of time, I've actually deleted it since, but 
Um, I used to have puzzles on my phone, okay? I know I might sound old, but I like to just sit there and put the puzzles together. And the one I had was kind of cheap because it would kind of, if I was close enough, it would just kind of put the piece in place. But I liked it, okay? I like puzzles. But if I were to, you know, kind of dump this out and say you hadn't seen this puzzle before, and I put this piece, I don't even know where it goes. But if I put this piece in here, that's not where it goes. We'll figure it out. We're just going to say it goes right there. But let's say I put that piece of the puzzle inside the puzzle, and I said, okay, tell me what the picture is. You guys will probably look at me and say, well, Taylor, I see it looks like a blue piece. So I don't know what you're trying to get me to see. I don't think, I don't know if you think I can magically see the entire puzzle, but, but I don't know what that is. And so then what happens is as we keep adding more pieces to the puzzle, we start seeing a little more of what this picture really is. So I start adding a few pieces to this puzzle. Now you start seeing a face. And you go, okay, now I'm starting to understand. And if you're familiar with PJ Masks, I think I've seen like two episodes with Willie and she wasn't interested. She said, nope, don't want to watch it. So I haven't seen very much of it. But, but then you might start to go, okay, that kind of looks like something I know, but I'm not totally sure still. And so you keep adding more pieces to the puzzle. And slowly as the puzzle comes into play, you start getting the full picture of what it actually is. And I think what happens sometimes is we approach God in this relationship and maybe even our puzzle looks like this. Almost lost it. You have like part of the puzzle and you kind of have a good picture of who this guy is, but you don't have the full picture. And so you, you, you kind of just make assumptions that that's who Jesus is and that's the kind of God that I serve and I just have to follow a bunch of rules and it's never fun and it's never enjoyable and people are mean in the church and so I guess I have to be mean and I have to act like I'm better and whatever those things are. And so you make those assumptions that that's who this God is and that's how I'm supposed to act. But I think until you start to begin to put more of the pieces in the puzzle and you start to bring the picture into focus, you then begin to see who this guy really is. Yeah, now that the pieces are together and I ask you what does it look like or what's the picture, you're able to tell me because all the pieces fit into place and you're able to see this picture. This may just be a piece of the puzzle but it's a piece that adds to the rest of what you know about Jesus. Yes, Jesus has judgment. Jesus does get angry sometimes because of people and the sin that they choose to go into. But Jesus is also a good shepherd. Jesus also wants to give you rest. Jesus also wants to protect you and be with you and love you and lay down his life for you so that you can have a relationship with him. And so I challenge you to not look at the puzzle with just a couple pieces in, or even a couple pieces missing. But look at the bigger picture and experience who this good shepherd really is.